There's no secret formula for scaling support and boosting customer satisfaction. But there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot, bringing service and support together in one powerful platform so you can deliver the best experiences possible and free up reps' time with an AI-powered help desk. Also, you can keep customers happy. Secrets out. Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to learn more. What's up, everyone? It's Friday, September 30th. I'm Zachary Crockett here with Juliet Bennett-Ryla, and you're listening to The Hustle Daily Show. Today, we're talking about what exactly a healthy food is. The Food and Drug Administration has a new opinion on it, and it could change the way that food products are labeled. Juliet's going to fill us in. But before we get into that, let's just take a quick look at what else is going on in business and tech. DocuSign laid off about 9% of its workforce. That's 700 workers. The San Francisco-based e-signature company has seen its valuation soar from $3 billion to $11 billion since 2018, but it says it's recalibrating its business to meet shifting market dynamics. New York is requiring that starting in 2035, all new vehicles purchased in the state must be zero-emission models. The state also got $175 million in federal funding to build more EV charging stations to accommodate all those cars. And this follows in the footsteps of a similar move by California last month. Peloton is going to begin selling its products at Dick's Sporting Goods with the goal of having products in 100 plus locations in time for the holidays. And that's important because it's the first brick and mortar deal for Peloton. And as we all know, they've been a bit beleaguered in the past year. They lost $1.2 billion last quarter. McDonald's and fashion brand Cactus Plant Flea Market are partnering on adult Happy Meals next month. And yes, in case you're wondering, there is a toy. It's some kind of collectible McDonald's figurine, which I guess there's a market for if you're into that stuff. And lastly, Saudi Arabia plans to invest about $38 billion in gaming with a B. That's part of the country's Vision 2030 plan, which is meant to diversify the Saudi Arabian economy. All right, let's talk healthy foods. So a lot of people have pretty strong opinions on which foods are healthy and which are not healthy. Some are kind of obvious and some are not, but the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, has its own official definition. And I guess to start here, Juliet, just take us back. When did the FDA first start defining what is a healthy food? So apparently it was back in 1994. That is when the FDA released its first definition of healthy. Mm. And if you grew up in this time period, perhaps Mm -hmm. your eating was affected by similar definitions. It largely focused on how much fat something had. So that could mean that some sort of high sugar added cereal might pass the bar, but something like salmon or avocados or nuts Mm. would not because they have higher fat content. Yeah, it was like so simplistic. It was just like fats are bad, carbs are good. Yeah. So obviously our knowledge about nutrition and what is actually good to eat and what is actually bad to eat has since evolved over the last nearly 30 years. And the definition really hasn't. Hmm. And this kind of came to a head in 2015. The FDA basically told Kind, if you've ever had their snack bars, you know, they're kind of like pressed dried fruits and nuts, said some of them couldn't be called healthy because they had too much saturated fat. And Kine was like, well, it comes from nuts, which are healthy. And so this kind of led to a push for an updated definition. And they had their first public hearing on the matter in 2017. Wow. Okay. So Kine bars were at the center of this kind of as the spark. 
And I guess they're a good example of the kind of changes we're talking about. You know, under the previous definition, a bunch of nuts would be considered bad just because they're high in natural fats. What is the FDA thinking on the new rules here? So the new rules, a couple of things, raw whole fruits and vegetables. So that's like an apple, a stalk of celery, something that hasn't been processed. So not like canned peaches is suspended in syrup, but like a peach. Right. A real peach. (laughs) Right. An avocado. Those things will always count as healthy, as will perhaps obviously water. Mm-hmm. And then everything else, so combination foods such as like a grain bowl or a kind bar or any other sort of processed food must contain a meaningful amount of food that comes from a group or a subgroup as recommended by the Dietary Guidelines for Americans. And that is a federal guideline that the USDA puts out. Mm. And that would be fruits, vegetables, protein, dairy, stuff like that. Sure. So your food has to have some substance in it, basically. And at the same time, It has to fall under limits for sugar, sodium, and saturated fats. So if you have a bunch of broccoli, great. If you cover that broccoli in, I don't know, a bunch of weird melted cheese, maybe not so great depending on the saturated fat content of said cheese or sodium content. And then nuts and seeds, and this is important for the kind thing, they would not count towards the saturated fat limit. Hmm. So one example that the FDA gave was, let's say you have cereal, I know when I was growing up, cereal was like, oh, it's healthy. It's cereal. It has milk in it. But, you know, (laughs) Lucky Charms is not necessarily what you should be eating for breakfast. So for cereal to count as healthy, it would need three-fourths an ounce of whole grains and less than 2.5 grams of added sugar. Ah, okay. Yeah. And what we're talking about here is like basically food's ability to declare themselves to be healthy. You know, you mentioned growing up, there's so many products just like a box of fruit snacks that was like all corn syrup and on the cover it would say healthy alternative. Mm -hmm. I guess it wasn't a lack of regulation. It was just that the definition of healthy was so outdated that they were allowed to get away with that before. Right. And I think even beyond the labeling, just this idea that anything with fat in it was bad and anything that didn't have fat in it was good sort of permeated the culture. Like, Mm. you know, to the point where people were buying a lot of low fat alternatives And something being low fat doesn't necessarily mean that it's not high in sodium or that it's not high in other stuff that you shouldn't be eating. Sure. And, you know, there wasn't really a good understanding of the different types of fats. Mm -hmm. Obviously, certain fats you need. Other fats are actually really bad for you. So is there going to be some kind of real world impact to these changes? Like, do products actually still pretty commonly advertise the word healthy on their labels? So according to CNN, about 5% of products do have this label. It is voluntary. If you want it, you have to meet these requirements, then you can have it. The FDA, this proposal is not set in stone. They're still seeking comments on a couple of things, one of which is like, if you have fruit and vegetable powder, how much does that count? So assuming that this proposal came through and this was the new definition of healthy, a product would have to say, or a manufacturer would have to say, hey, here's my product, here's what's in it. And then if they get the healthy label, then they can slap that on their packaging. Because the FDA is looking at a symbol that you could just put on the package and be like, this is healthy. That way, when you're in the store, let's say you're a very busy person, you've got four kids at home, you want to make sure they're eating healthy. You're in the store, boom, that's healthy, that's healthy, that's healthy. I know it's healthy because the FDA has said so, assuming we're right about all of this this time around. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Yeah. Now, the question is, would a manufacturer be highly motivated to reformulate their product to make it healthy? That remains to be seen. Mm -hmm. I assume for a lot of people that would come down to, is it profitable? 
And then the Center for Science and the Public Interest, actually, I was reading in a CNN article, they were saying they think it would actually be better to warn people away from foods that were really unhealthy than to try to push them towards healthy foods. Hmm. Okay. So I feel like this healthy label has been pretty widely abused by the food industry Mm -hmm. because of these less strict definitions or these misinformed definitions that have been around for many years. But, you know, a lot of American families might go into a store to do their grocery shopping and really believe those healthy labels and the products. Right. I think even beyond that, people who are shopping, uh, I think they're very led astray by packaging, not even the word healthy necessarily, but organic or low fat or Mm. less sodium and even the color of the package. Like, I think there's a tendency for people to buy things that have trees and pretty green lettering on it because they <laughs> think like, that must be healthy and good for the earth. Yeah, I yeah. feel people are really often led astray, especially when like, you know, the only thing we know for sure is raw fruits and vegetables. Yes, that's healthy. But in a lot of food deserts, those aren't readily available. The produce is not of as good quality. And, you know, it's hard to get kids sometimes to like eat their vegetables, as they say. So yeah, for sure. I think the label would help. But I also think it's important to prevent people from misleading consumers, which which has been going on forever. Sure. All right, folks, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks for tuning into the Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor is Robert Hartwig, and our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage for you in our newsletter over at thehustle.co. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you bright and early on Monday.